the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, we look at the words of Zachariah's question. It seems innocent enough. In fact, it's almost identical to the words of Mary, but verse 20 reveals it was asked in doubt, whereas Mary's was not. When Mary asked the question, how can this be? What she was saying is, is this is not the normal way a child comes into the world. This is a new way. Can you describe it to me so that I can obediently participate in it? You know, if your story shows up in the Bible, there is obviously significance in your role in the bigger story, the bigger picture. Zechariah, of course, was the father of John the Baptist, but boy, he had his struggles, didn't he? We'll learn more about that as we continue an Advent message about the subject of hope. And our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at highlands.us. Here's Pastor Leighton. Now, Zechariah's response to the appearance of this angel was typical because every time an angel appears in Scripture, the first thing they have to say is, don't be afraid. Fear not. Why? Because the first thing that happens when an angel shows up is people get afraid. And that's appropriate. And then the angel goes on to describe this very special son. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, and to make ready for the Lord a people prepared." And so this special son that was going to be born to Zechariah and Elizabeth would fulfill a purpose, a predetermined purpose before God. And not only would his parents and their friends rejoice, but so would many others because he was going to be great in the eyes of the Lord. Great in the eyes of the Lord. His role was almost identical to that of the Old Testament prophets to encourage people to turn back from sin and come back to the Lord their God. And so John the Baptist is considered by many to be the last of the Old Testament prophets. Now, it's important for us to observe here that Luke does not identify John as Elijah reincarnated because the Bible does not teach reincarnation. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. What he says here is that he comes in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And his mission was going to be to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. This is a phrase that comes from the last chapter of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4. And that chapter is describing the forerunner of the Messiah. 
And it reads, See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. Elijah was one of the greatest prophets who ever lived. It was he and Moses who appeared with Jesus on the Mount Transfiguration. He was a prophet that was known for not mincing words and not being cautious in confronting powerful and evil rulers. And he prepared, John prepared the way for Jesus by urging people to repent from their sins. So the angel's announcement links the last promise of the Old Testament with the first promise of the New Testament. Zechariah was given the message that he and his wife would be parents of the prophet who would announce the Messiah. Now, he was given instructions that John was to abstain from wine and strong drink. And so for some, they believe that John may have been a Nazarite, but there's no reference here to hair. And one of the requirements of a Nazarite is that they would not have their hair cut. So we cannot say distinctly that uh, John was a Nazarite. John the Baptist was a Nazarite. But we can, all, we can say distinctly that John was special. This is Luke's first mention of the Holy Spirit, which is the third person of the Trinity. In fact, Luke refers to the Holy Spirit more than any other gospel writer. It's one of his major themes. And we can see how attuned he is to the person and the work of the Holy Spirit as he reveals to us the work of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. And he, he recognized the Holy Spirit's leading and in the founding of Christianity and the Christian church. And what the angel says here is that John will be filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And this is an entirely new concept for the Holy Spirit. You see, in the Old Testament, God anointed special people, selected people like prophets and kings with His Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit was given for a specific task and time. Gideon, for instance, was filled with the Spirit in order to lead the Israelites into battle. And Moses was filled with the Spirit to lead the people out of bondage in Egypt into the Exodus. John is the first person who from the womb was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now at Pentecost, the apostle Peter stood up and quoted the prophet Joel when he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And since that day, all of us who walk with the Lord, all believers can walk in the spirit. John was the forerunner of that Pentecost experience. Verse 18, and Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and to bring to you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. Now, we look at the words of Zacharias' question. It seems innocent enough. In fact, it's almost identical to the words of Mary, but verse 20 reveals it was asked in doubt. 
whereas Mary's was not. When Mary asked the question, how can this be, what she was saying is, is this, doesn't, this is not the normal way a child comes into the world. This is a new way. Can you describe it to me so that I can obediently participate in it? But that's not what was behind the question of Zechariah. How can this be? This can't be. I'm old and my wife's old. Babies are not born to people like us. You know, he was a godly man in that culture. I can just imagine for years, for decades, every day that he prayed to God to give him a child. And as the years moved on, the hope faded. He was filled with disappointment. Maybe he was asking this question. My wife and I, were we're both faithful to God. Why won't God bless us? Why is God punishing us? Is there something we've done to offend God? And they lost faith and he lost hope. He said, my wife and I, we're too old. You know, as a priest, he should have known better. Because I ask you, is there anything too hard for God? I'm not the originator of that question. It was asked by an angel. Is there anything too hard for God? Are there examples in the Bible of people who were too old to bear children bearing a child? How about Abraham and Sarah? How about the parents of Samuel? How about the parents of Samson? Is anything too hard for God? But you know, sometimes people, even godly people, like Zechariah, can doubt and misunderstand God. They put their faith in their own reasoning, in their own intellect, in their own experience, instead of putting their faith in God. Now, I want you to also note here that our faith, or lack thereof, does not impact the sovereign will of God. The angel said, you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their time. Whether we believe God or not, God's purposes will be fulfilled. Now, Zachariah asked for some kind of sign. And the angel said, I am Gabriel. That should be sign enough. I stand in the very presence of God. That should be sign enough. I bring you a message from God, and it's good news. That should be sign enough. But since it's not, and you do not believe, 
you will not be able to speak until the promise is fulfilled. Faith opens our lips in praise to God, and unbelief silences us. Now, the word here can mean either or both mute and deaf. And if you look at verse 62, it suggests that in addition to not being able to speak, he was also not able to hear as well. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Well, that's all we have time for today. You'll have to come back on Monday at this same time to hear the rest of that story as Pastor Leighton Sheely continues to bring us an Advent message on the subject of hope. This is a message that has been shared in the past with the congregation, and you can download and listen again to these messages on our ministry website, studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. I'm Mike Trout, so glad you've joined us today. Remember that we are a nonprofit outreach, and you can join with us financially and give safely when you go to that website again, studyversebyverse.com. Have a great weekend, and come back on Monday at this same time as we once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.